Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Proper Lookout Podcast. I'm joined today by my colleague, Lorette Risk. Hello, everyone. And we're going to be talking about some new interesting sections in Maya surrounding the merit review process and limiting the scope of medical review assessments and non-binding assessments, specifically speaking to section 7.15, section 7.25, and section 7.27 of Maya. Now, Lorette, can you tell the listeners a little bit more about Section 7.15? Thanks, Renee. Well, listeners, Section 7.15 bracket 1 allows both the claimant and the insurer to apply to have a merit reviewer's decision reviewed by a merit review panel. So, Lorette, could you please tell the listeners what reason would cause the parties to review a merit review decision? Well, pursuant to Section 7.15 bracket 2, A reviewable decision may only be referred to the merit review panel on the grounds that the decision was incorrect in a material respect. As such, the merit review's panel's role is to assess whether the merit reviewer could have made the decision they did rather than whether they should have made that decision on the merits. The proper officer is to review the particular set up in the application to make their decision. So listeners, this appears to be a two-step process to the merit review being reviewed. Firstly, number one, the proper officer is to review the particulars in the matter. And secondly, number two, if if accepted, then the merit review panel will carry out their review process. Renee, could you please tell the listeners what the outcome could be and the cost implications? Thanks, Lorette. Well, Section 7.15 bracket 4 provides that the review panel may confirm the decision of the single merit reviewer or set aside the decision and substitute their own decision. Well, listeners, costs are governed by Schedule 1, Clause 2, Bracket 3 of the Motor Accident Injury Regulations, which provides that, firstly, in the situation where the proper officer approves the application to refer the reviewable decision to the merit review panel, the maximum costs are $1,632.96. And secondly, in the instance where the proper officer refused the application, the maximum costs for the respondent are $816.48, but the unsuccessful applicant may not charge for their legal services. So, Lorette, could you please tell the listeners what a reviewable decision is? Well, you may remember episode 88 titled, How Does the Merit Review Process Work? Oh, yeah, of course. That was the episode that I recorded with Lily and Christina. Yes, well, Schedule 2, bracket 1 of Maya provides a list of roughly 28 items or thereabouts which are declared to be merit review matters for the purposes of Part 7. Lorette, would this include review decisions surrounding statutory benefits? Yes, Renee, it would. This includes the merit review decisions regarding the amount of statutory benefits that are payable under Section 3.4, that is, for funeral expenses, or under Division 3.3, which covers weekly payments of statutory benefits to injured persons. And Lorette, what about weekly payments? Well, claimants and insurers can also apply to review and merit review decisions surrounding the suspension of weekly payments of statutory benefits under Section 3.14, which deals with the obligations to provide authorizations and medical evidence. In addition, the parties can apply for a review of a merit review decision regarding requirements for evidence as to fitness for work or treatment, 
rehabilitation and vocational training pursuant to 3.15 and 3.17 of MIA. Thanks, Lorette, for taking us through a few examples of what is deemed to be a reviewable matter. Now, Lorette, could you tell the listeners, why do you think this is different to the MACA scheme? Listeners, we can compare this new feature to the MACA scheme where it is well known that a mass certificate arising from a mass examination is automatically deemed a reviewable decision. Therefore, it can be referred by the mass proper officer to a review panel of medical assessors. If the proper officer is satisfied, the certificate may be incorrect in a material respect. Section 7.15 has dealt with review of merit review decisions in much the same way. Well, listeners, we've discussed the new legislation with respect to merit review decisions. Now, Renee can tell us more about a new section that deals with limiting the scope of medical assessments. Well, listeners, an interesting new section is the introduction of Section 7.25, which is a new provision with no equivalent in MACA. This section allows the parties to limit the scope of a further or review assessment by agreeing upon, number one, the degree of an injured person's permanent impairment resulting from a particular injury, and number two, whether a particular injury was caused by a motor vehicle accident. Well, listeners, it's clear that Section 7.25 encourages the parties to reach an agreement as the level of impairment and causation, encouraging the timely resolution of a medical dispute, which under MACA would usually take a matter of months. Well, that's really interesting, Renee. There is nothing like that in the MACA. Thanks, Lorette. Can you tell the listeners a little bit more about what happens if the merit reviewer or claims assessor needs further medical advice to assist in his or her decision-making? Well, a further new provision is Section 7.27, which allows a merit reviewer or a claims assessor to call upon the assistance of a medical assessor by requesting a non-binding opinion on a medical assessment matter. It is not clear when a claims assessor would prefer a non-binding opinion on a medical assessment matter under Section 7.27 rather than an assessment under Section 7.20, which is conclusive by virtue of Section 7.23 other than earning capacity assessments. Well, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed our short and sweet podcast with respect to some few new provisions within Maya. And remember to join us next week for another episode of the Proper Look Up podcast. Thanks, Renee. Bye, listeners. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at mccabecurwood.com.au or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.